like to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Tara Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, always look for Crunch Time Plays. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're here. And got Jeffrey Lee from Auburn live today. The On3 site, On3.com, On3 Sports site for Auburn. Does a tremendous job in recruiting. So we're a week before uh, early signing period, so looking forward to talking recruiting with him today. Jeffrey, what's up, brother? Nothing much, Bennett. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm d- doing all right. Just, just Man, that intro to- was fancy. <laughs> well thank you we'll have, we'll have next time uh next time you come on i know you don't have much time today but next time we get you on here we'll have to have to get you to make a video to put your put you up there i'm gonna hold you to it <laughs> hey no doubt well i just start off with you i wanted to ask you about brian harson obviously when he was hired i know a lot of people including myself thought it would take him a little bit of time to get the recruiting footprint uh going and obviously Mike Bobo is out now as the offensive coordinator. He hired a great mix of, of SEC uh, experience versus uh, guys that he brought with him from Boise. It's a different situation. So they've got the – seems like they've got the recruiting footprint down now, and, and they have a chance to finish out uh, really strong. The, the class as far as uh, ranking-wise isn't very good at the moment, but as we sit here a week before the early signing period, it seems like with the guys that, that they're going to be visiting here – uh, leading towards the end of the week, they have a chance to finish out this class really strong. They do, man. And I'll tell you, I, their recruiting has kind of sped up. I, I really didn't feel like this 2022 class was going to be something to hang your hat on. I didn't feel like there was enough time, the pandemic, you know, visits didn't open up until June. Didn't have really a lot of high hopes for this class. Uh, but, man, I tell you. They're in a position right now, and I, and I said this on, on on our show earlier, but I feel like they're in a position now where they're going to finish really good, or they're going to finish really really good. There, there's a there's a, a broad spectrum there, but they've positioned themselves with a lot of top dogs. They've taken advantage of coaching carousels in the SEC. They're 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 trying to poach LSU. They're trying to poach uh, guys from Florida, Florida State. You know, they they had a slow start to the season. Auburn was in on some of their guys. So I'm really, uh, really impressed with what Brian Harson and his staff have done coming off of a six and six season. You know, if they'd finished nine and three or 10 and two or something like that, something that was very doable, uh, a couple of plays away from doing so. Uh, so uh, to be able to come off a six and six season and have this much excitement, and this much interest from top dogs a week from early signing day uh, has been very impressive. Yeah, it definitely is. And they've got uh, some some great uh, visitors coming on campus. They're going out to see a lot of guys uh, towards the end of the week. Can can you fill us in a little bit on who are the who some of the top uh, targets are going to be uh, here as we move towards the end of the week? And Tyree West is a guy that's going to be on campus for an official visit. He's a, a Georgia commit right now. You got Justin Williams, the running back, deciding between Auburn and, and Tennessee. So a lot of 
a lot of interest in Auburn, especially like you mentioned, coming off the six and six season. But I think recruits realize that the pieces are are there in place, and they were only just yeah. a couple of just only a couple plays away from having a really good year in year one. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the way Auburn lost the six games. I mean, apart from Georgia. And they were in it until the very end with some really good teams. So I think recruits saw that and say, hey, man, they're, they're maybe a couple of players away uh, from turning six and six into 10 and two or even better. And I think that's, uh, that's that's been a big deal for Auburn. But as far as, you know, some of the top recruits, you mentioned Tyree West, the four-star defensive tackle who's committed to Georgia publicly. I, I don't think there's any chance he signs with Georgia. I think it's going to be Auburn or Florida State, maybe Tennessee. But I think it's Auburn or Florida State right now. Uh, with him and then this weekend Auburn's got at least four guys right now we've confirmed that they're coming in for for official visits you've got Mark Quarius White four-star wide receiver from Clay Chalwell who's committed to, to Tennessee he's scheduled to come in you've got uh, Tay Woody four-star defensive tackle who's committed to Florida State from right up the road in Lafayette Alabama coming in for an official visit be two of those guys two guys to watch and then you've got Jadarian Rim four-star cornerback who's committed to LSU coming in for an official visit as well so a lot uh, a lot going on i'm trying to think there was one more i've had so much going on man uh, oh oh Eniche, uh sledge three-star defensive tackle from lsu who was a former baylor commitment he's scheduled to come in for an official visit this weekend so those four guys we know are at least expected to visit it'll be interesting to see if they actually show we've seen this before i've seen this movie before i've done 17 or 18 signing days and uh, you, you hear guys scheduled to come in for official visits and, and, and then maybe don't show, especially when they're committed to other schools. So it'll be interesting to see who, who actually shows up this weekend and if there's any uh, if there are any additions to the to the list. No doubt. And I did want to ask you, obviously, the, the coaching carousel has been in full swing. So that makes the, the transfer portal, the recruiting, everything is is a one stop shop nowadays as we're in the middle part of December. But do you get a sense of of how many? Uh, spots uh, Auburn may be looking to and Coach Harson may be looking to save uh, for transfer portal guys right now? For transfer portal guys, I would say that Auburn's looking to take as many as they can. I, I think the, the new law is uh, the new law. The new rule is up to seven. If I'm not mistaken, Benny, you probably know more than me. Yeah, uh, that's right. Seven. So I am expecting Auburn to go hard in the portal for offensive tackles. I think that's going to be priority number one for Auburn. You look around the high school ranks – and it's man, those guys are tough to find, you know. And, and if you find one, they're, they're, everybody else wants them too. So I think transfer portal, transfer portal, offensive tackle recruiting, and we've already seen. I, I think at least four guys that I'm going to be keeping an eye on: uh, uh, Grable from Jacksonville State, Olu Olu from Virginia, another uh, Bobby Haskins from from Virginia, and then Miles Fraser from FIU. Those four guys, Auburn has already reached out to. There's been some interest, mutual interest. Uh, Will Friend actually went for an in-home visit with Miles Frazier on Monday, and uh, I expect Auburn to push for all four of these guys and try to get them in for a visit either before the dead period begins on Monday or after it ends January 13th. No doubt, and and Auburn's obviously in for for a lot of a lot of guys uh, right now in the in the as we get in towards early signing period. Obviously, they're going to be seeing a lot of of top recruits towards the end of the week, but do you get a, do you get a sense right now of, of maybe who a, a couple of those guys are that, that could be on, you know, commitment watch as we get towards the the end of the week into the weekend 
um, anybody really stand out to you really trending uh, towards Auburn right now from the people that, that we mentioned earlier? Yes, several guys, you know, and, and Auburn's in the mix for us. several guys. And when I say in the mix, I don't mean like in the top five or something. I'm talking top two, top three. I think it's going to be Auburn or the field on, on uh, Tyree West. I really feel like it's Auburn, Florida State. Uh, Robert Woodyard, you know, he's a commitment from Alabama, four-star linebacker committed to Alabama. I think he'll have a final decision on that National Signing Day. I like where Auburn stands there with him. Uh, several other guys like Austin Osbury, the four-star cornerback down in Louisiana, Feel like it's uh, Auburn LSU with him. Auburn pushed hard for him, went in for in home visit Monday. Then you've got Keontae Scott, Marquise Gilbert, two JUCO defensive backs that Auburn visiting today. Um, so a lot of guys, and you know Trey Citizen, you know is going to be Auburn? Is he going to go back to LSU, in-state LSU? Has Florida come into the picture more? And you talked about Justin Williams earlier. It's Auburn Tennessee for him, but. I feel like Trey Citizen, uh, Auburn already has Demari Austin committed at running back, four-star running back from Georgia. They want one more. I feel like Trey Citizen is the guy that they're going to either take or make him say no. And then that's when I think Auburn would turn to Justin Williams, who is down, like you said, Auburn, Tennessee. I think his decision is signing day. A lot of signing day decisions. It's going to be a big signing day for Auburn, regardless of where these kids choose. I mean, Auburn's going to be – the, the hat's going to be on the table for a lot of guys on National Signing Day. I'm, I could keep going. I mean, there's 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 so many that um, – Tay Woody, Curtis Perry. Curtis Perry, the guy, you know, Auburn, Alabama for him up the road in Pike Road. Uh, who, Darius Clemens, how can we forget about him? Four-star wide receiver from Oregon. Brian Harson's going up there to see him today. Oregon's coaching. You know, we talked about coaching carousals affecting Auburn and, and being a finalist amongst these guys. Oregon's right there, too. Uh, it looked like Darius Clemens was down to Auburn, Oregon, and then it was leaning towards Oregon. Then Mario Cristobal leads for Miami. So Auburn's right back in the mix, going to visit him this uh, today, tonight. So a lot, uh, DeMario Tolan, you know, LSU commitment, four-star linebacker from Florida, visited for the Iron Bowl. Auburn's going to visit him today. Let me see who else we got. We talked about Marquarius Brown. Um, Marquarius White, Camden Brown down in South Florida, came for a visit last week. And uh, let's see. Caden Story, Tyree West, uh, Unichi Sledge, Tay Woody, Curtis Perry. Uh, all, all those guys are defensive linemen. Auburn's still looking at Colston Loveland, a four-star tight end from uh, Idaho. So I think there's about 15 or 20 guys Auburn's going to be in the mix for until Wednesday. Yeah, their national signing day is going to be going to be very hectic for for everybody. But do you get a sense right now of of how many uh, guys that Auburn uh, has committed uh, right now? They're going to be signing uh, in the early signing period, be early enrollees. You know, everybody is is the trend is obviously being for those those early enrollees, and and it's it really equates to to the playing time that we see uh, in the fall, guys sure. that are the guys that are early enrollees generally. Uh, have a have a great chance uh, to be contributors uh, as freshmen. Not not to say that the guys that come into the summer camp because they do in in a lot of cases, but it seems like those early enrollee guys definitely we see a lot more of those on the field in the fall as freshmen. So you get a sense of of how many early enrollees Auburn could have. Yeah, I think Auburn has twelve commitments right now. Thirteen, if you can't count Trey Donaldson, the four-star safety, but he's more of a basketball guy. Uh, I think he's gonna you know, he's gonna try to play both, but um, I look for him to to turn to basketball. Auburn's not really counting him, anyways, uh, as far as numbers go. So you're looking at twelve commitments, maybe ten more 
depending on who, who it is next Wednesday, I would think around 20 to 22 Auburn ends up with at the end of the day on Wednesday. Uh, but of, of the commitments, you know, I think about half of those guys are scheduled to be early enrollees, which is big because you get them in. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have a new offensive coordinator for the guys on offense learning the system in the spring. And for, for, for true freshmen to be able to come in and go through that first spring training and, and get your feet wet and, and kind of realize what, what to what to expect moving forward when when summer two days rolls around and, and looking into the season. Being able to – I mean, those 15 practices in the spring are huge for, for freshmen if you're expecting them. Or JUCO guys, too. You know, Auburn's wanting to take some JUCO guys. So uh, it's, it's vital to get those guys in if you expect them to contribute as true freshmen. The que- the question I want to ask you that, that kind of fascinates me is is of course all you mentioned Auburn obviously is going to have a new offensive coordinator and the kind of the the mindset of the recruits especially the ones that are already committed when you when you have a change especially a key a coaching position at like offensive coordinator do you, it's always fascinates me how how recruits sort of react to that uh, how, how have you seen uh, the commits from from Auburn react. Uh, to that and even the guys that that aren't committed right now that Auburn is still in the mix for offensively what what coach Harson and and the vision that he's trying to sell them uh, on offense right now surprisingly man it hasn't been that it hasn't affected recruiting as much as you know coordinators in the past and I think it comes down to Brian Harson has a system you know he, he it's his offense uh so I don't think there's going to be like, oh, you know, we're going to hire this air raid guy. Or we're going to hire this wishbone guy, this triple option guy. Or this, uh, I think, you know, he's got this ba- the, the foundation of his offense, which isn't going to change much. So regardless of who it is or is running the show as far as offensive coordinator goes, I don't think it's going to change much um, when it comes to the offense and the, the number of touches the tight ends are going to get or, or how, how much he wants to run the football. And I think he's got that foundation, that basic, basic, uh, you know, understanding of what he wants to do on offense. And and that's kind of what he's preaching to these guys. He's selling to these guys that nothing's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change much regardless of who's at OC. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think that I think it's one of the, one of the surprising uh, things for me is, is whenever uh, you have a change like that, obviously there's a lot of recruits that, especially when you have a change at head coach, offensive coordinator, there's a lot of recruits that, that want to, that, that commit uh, to a coach and not necessarily uh, the school Clemson's dealing with a little bit of that uh, with Brent Venables leaving and Florida with their coaching change. Billy Napier coming in have, have dealt with some of that over the last a few days, guys that are guys that are decommitting. But do you, does it seem like uh, to you that I know, I know the relationships that you build in recruiting are obviously all about the coaches and, and the, where they are necessarily at the school uh, guys that guys that love the school are going to commit uh, to that school, but there's a lot of guys out there that they really just fall in love uh, with a specific specific coach. The question the question that fascinates me is kind of the percentage of of guys that maybe commit uh, to a coach and not necessarily of uh, the school, and that has obviously a lot to do with the transfer portal, a lot of decommitments that we're seeing right now. But what what percentage? Just kind of a broad kind of recruiting type question. But what are what do percentage in your mind of of guys that that just fall in love with the coach and necessarily not maybe the school too many. And, and, but here's the thing, man, you can't blame them. No, you know, uh, you, you can commit to a school, but you know, the school isn't going to put you on stage. The school isn't going to get the best out of your skill. The school isn't going to put you in a position to be the best 
player you can be and hopefully reach the next level. It's going to be the coaches and how they develop. It's going to be the offense, the, the system that they run. And uh, so you can't blame these kids for, you know, committing to coaches and stuff. You know, for us on the outside looking in, uh, you, you know, we were all, you know, you should be committing to the university and not the coaching staff. Bullshit, man. I mean, it, it, I mean, seriously, the, the university is, 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 like I said, not going to put you in a position to get you to, to that next level. It's going to be the coaches in the system. You think a cornerback a who wants to get into the NFL wants to go to, you know, Jacksonville State um, when they run zone all the time? No, he wants to go to a system that, not because he loves the school, but because it's going to highlight his skill set as a man-man coverage. That's what the NFL guys want to see, and that's what he wants to, you know, play in. He wants to show these guys that he can play in the NFL. So, you know, it's easy to sit back and go, oh, you know, y'all should commit to, you know, universities and colleges and not coaches. But that's just not that's just not reality, in my in my opinion. You know, you want to go where the, you're going to get the best out of development, and that's all about coaching. You want to get the best system to, to showcase your skills, and again, that's all about coaching. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, there's there's a lot of people that that say well, you sh- you should be all in on the school, and and obviously, and if you, it seems like you commit uh, to the coach, and then and then to me, it seems like the reasons that a lot of a lot of guys are obviously committing to the coach because they're going to get the most out of their skill set. But it seems like the the falling in love with the school kind of comes after that once sure. they get. Once they get on campus, once the once the coaches have had the opportunity to to develop them a little bit, and once they get into their you know, first semester of classes, really fall, start falling in love uh, with the campus. And to me, it really kind of you obviously commit to the coach whenever you're making uh, your decision on on national signing day. But it seems like the falling in love with the school and committing to the school kind of comes after that. I agree. I agree. Are you going to be happy if you're a second string? Third string, if you're not getting playing time, are you going to be happy to live your life, go to school, go to classes, live on campus, the nightlife? Yeah, that, that's going to come later. These kids are in high school, man. They're, they're, they have dreams of the NFL, and uh, their priorities are, are next level. So they're looking for, for places and people who are going to put them in that position. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And the last last question that I have for you, Jeff, before I get you out of here is, is about the offensive coordinator opposition and and Drew Bobo specifically. Do you do you expect him to to sign uh, with Auburn? Obviously, with Mike Bobo uh, moving on now uh, as the offensive coordinator. But do you still expect uh, Drew Bobo to sign uh, in this class with Auburn right now? I do not. I, I don't. Uh, Drew, and you can't blame him. You know I, what what an awkward position to be in for a seventeen year old kid to be committed to a school that just fired your father. And, uh, you know, Drew's an awesome dude. Uh, he's uh, – I've talked to him several times. Great player, too. He, he ended up choosing Auburn over Georgia. But it's an awkward situation for him. And, no, I don't I don't expect him to uh, to sign with Auburn. I think, you know, Georgia's still in the mix with him. Ole Miss, Kentucky, I think – I think he's committed to Auburn publicly. I don't think come Wednesday he signs with Auburn. And he, he, he's a high-class kid. I, I don't know – he might look at it as a decommitment, as a shot at, at Auburn. I don't think he wants to make any enemies there. I think he's still real close with Will Friend, the offensive line coach there at Auburn. So uh, I think I think he'll he'll be quiet. I think it'll be tough to find anybody get a quote from him. But I think Wednesday rolls around and he just signs with another school. 
Yeah, this this kind of what I was thinking. He he's obviously. I don't wouldn't think he would want to put a, a decommitment out uh, publicly or anything like that. It's just feel like the you know, it's definitely an awkward situation for him. Right. So definitely, I agree that he's probably uh, just going to sign a, with another school kind of silently on on signing day and kind and move on. But but we've heard a lot of names uh, for the offensive coordinator position at Auburn. Uh, Damian Craig has been a guy that this been trending recently the wide receivers coach at Texas A&M and heard a lot of uh, names obviously everybody won't in the SEC especially uh, everybody wants your Josh Heupel's your your Kendall Browse, your Jeff Lebby's uh, of the world but do you get a sense right now if how close Brian Harson is to to making a hire and and who are a couple of those top candidates right now yeah you know I thought if you would have asked me last Wednesday or Thursday, I thought we would be done with it by now. I think Zach Hill uh, was was priority number one for for Brian Harson, who was you know Zach Hill was his offensive coordinator, quarterbacks quarterbacks coach at Boise State. A lot of long time relationship there, a lot of trust amongst those two. Uh, Hill was at Arizona State, and then you know got wrapped up in uh, you know the NCAA the, the Arizona State was going through, and I think you know Auburn's compliance vetted him and didn't think it was the right move. So I think Auburn has moved on from Hill. Now, some names that we're hearing, you know, Frank Ponce from Appalachian State. Of course, uh, Jeff Grimes. Everybody wants Jeff Grimes. I don't see that how that's going to happen. But, you know, Dale McGee's been mentioned. Damian Craig's been mentioned. Ludwig's been mentioned. And uh, even Kenny Dillingham, former Auburn uh, OC, who is now down at Florida State. I think, you know, going back, talking about the offensive system with the recruits and stuff, I think there's the system in place for Harson. I think he wants, may want to call plays, but he really needs a quarterback uh, quarterback coach and a, a game planner. And that's kind of what he's looking for right now. He's not looking for this, you know, elite play caller to bring in. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's what he's in, in, in the market for. I think he's looking for a guy who can come in, develop quarterbacks, Put together game plans and uh, and and and, and coexist as offensive coordinator. While Harson, if he wants to call plays, and that's kind of what I'm leaning to. I, you know, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten from talking to folks that he might want to get back to calling plays. Yeah, definitely. It definitely seemed like I don't, I don't know if you. It definitely seems like uh, Brian Harson, obviously with his his system is is a, obviously the head coach can't always be involved uh, with the offensive. A game plan. That's why you need that that quarterbacks right. coach, that game planner. And so, but if but if Brian Harson wants to to call the plays, he can definitely call the plays from the from the game plan that the the offensive right. staff puts together. And it can and it can be a collective effort amongst the offensive staff to to put together the game plan for the week. Yeah, I think that's why Zach Hill would have been a perfect hire for him. I think that, that they would have matched well. They gelled gelled well together, and uh, I think that would have been a great hire for him. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm I'm in the boat where I, I want Harson to hire whomever it is that he wants. Uh, you know, win with your guys, lose with your guys. Don't don't. You know, I kind of felt like Bobo was not really his guy. Bobo had the Southeast ties. He was an SEC guy. You know, people told Harson he needed some of those guys on staff, and, and and Bobo fit that bill at the time. I think we saw. You know, you look back some of the play calls in in Auburn's close game losses, and Bobo was. Uh, a lot of the fans blame Bobo and some of his play calling, the, you know, the fade at Penn State. There, was, there were several play calls late in the game, crucial play calls, especially second halves too, man. You know, Auburn, you know, Bobo, I think it was against Mississippi State, scored on the first four drives, two or three at South Carolina, and then couldn't score a point the rest of the game. And uh, I think the the second half adjustments were big for him too. So, Arson wants somebody that he can trust and uh, and collaborate with more and uh, and try to fix that thing, especially the second half. 
Yeah, I've definitely definitely heard that from from a couple of different people, including including yourself. Now that that maybe a Brian Harson was kind of kind of talked into to hiring some of those guys that had a lot of the had a lot of the SEC experience. Uh, definitely looking to hire uh, his guys now, and and you're always uh, our guy around here for for Auburn recruiting, Jeffrey. Thanks so much for for taking the time, and, sure and really appreciate it. And tell everybody where they can find you uh, on social media, and tell everybody where they can find uh, your work at Auburn Live. It's it's obviously kind of still new. The own three yeah. sports is is still new. So tell everybody they can find your work over there, and you know because you do an awesome job, and, and Justin Hokuson over there does an awesome job as well. So tell everybody where they yeah. can find that, mm-hmm. and really appreciate you taking the time, brother. Well, yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. We got a great team over there, at Auburn Live on three.com at J Lee Auburn live. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly be pumping out the content from here till the first foreseeable future for sure. Well, it's not, like there, it's not like there's anything to talk about. I mean, we can just all take a vacation now, right? All right. I'm going fishing. <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks man. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. And thanks so much to Jeff for coming on today. And thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.